One of our more recent episodes is of Chef Jonathan discussing the five things that he learned as he turns 35. That episode calls me to think a lot about my life. What are the things that I know today that I didn't know yesterday? And in thinking about this, what will I know tomorrow that I don't know today? This is Dr. J, and today I want to discuss the four things that I have learned as I turn 40. Welcome to A Brodacious Life. This is a show dedicated to the idea that all people from any background can design a life worth living. It all starts by organizing your life with the five F's. Faith, family, freedom, finance, and fun. We call this A Brodacious Life. Are you ready to design your best life? Your brodacious life? If so, then this is the show for you. Hey, so I'm so excited to be here today. I just... This episode really means a lot to me. I was reflecting on the chef and the stuff that he talked about in his recent episode, the five things that he learns as he's turned 35. And as I'm recording this for you, I'm at the hospital today because it looks like we're going to have our baby early and it looks like we're going to have the baby several weeks early and we're doing some things now. And my wife is in the hospital for a few weeks as she gets ready. And, you know, her goal today was to stay pregnant, to not have that baby early as his little lungs aren't developed just yet. But I'm really reflecting on what have I learned at age 40, because it's the month of December as I record this, and I turn 40 this month. And when I think about the chef stuff, it has really caused me to reflect on my life. So these are the four things that I've learned as I get ready to turn 40. Number one, in the end, the only thing that matters is my family. You know, God has blessed me. I've won some awards. I've done some things in my career that have been amazing. I've I've had a chance in the education side of what I do to teach middle school, high school, and college at all three great places. I know what it's like to be a building level teacher of the year, taught a band that's played some prestigious concerts. I was so honored to win the Music Educator, uh, Georgia Music Educator Association Educator of the Year Award. And all those things brought so much value uh, to my life because they helped me to see that other people believed in me. And that meant so much to me. And in the end, I think the next phase of my life is how do I take what was given to me and apply it to my family? Because the family is the only thing in life that when it's all said and done, really truly matters. On March the 21st, 2021, I sat in my house with my family as my house was hit by an EF4 tornado. And I remember as the house was shaking, the house that I had just bought three or four months before that, (laughs) It was brand new. It was the biggest house. I saved up my whole career to get to this house. It was like a status symbol. But in that 15 seconds that all hell was breaking loose, I never once in that moment where my brain only knew I had a time to get out a quick prayer. It didn't pray about the house because it didn't. I knew in an instant the house didn't matter. I had a brand new truck, but it didn't matter to me. I could hear the lawn furniture and bricks and everything pelting into the side of that vehicle. But not a single part on the inside of me cared. I have a doctorate degree. It was back at the school being smashed into a thousand pieces and all the awards and trophies and everything that said professionally I was successful would would be gone in that 15 seconds. None of it mattered. The only thing, the only thing of value was huddled in that room with me and that was my family. So in the end, I've learned this at 40. The only thing that matters is my family. It's the only thing. Number two, our most valuable resource is not money, it's time. 
The practical application of this is that the second half of my life, if I'm turning 40 and men only live to their 80, I am now at halftime and I'm going into the second half. And I think I'm going to quit spending time trying to climb up the success ladder. I've climbed up a long way up that success ladder. I've done a lot of things. I've seen a lot of places. I've traveled. I've networked. I've bought companies. I've sold companies. I've taught on the private side. I've taught on the public side. I've done the things that there is to do, and I've enjoyed them. They've been amazing. But I realized that every time I took a step up that ladder, it was great for a moment until I realized that there was another step right up above that. And I've come to learn over time that on the ladder of success, there's just an infinite number of steps. In fact, I would call the success ladder not a ladder. It's more like a hamster wheel that all you do is just keep going in a cycle until one day you retire and you hop off that wheel and you hope someone's standing there with you. And family is the thing that is there with you when you get off the hamster wheel. So I think I'll quit trying to climb or travel the success circle. And instead, I'm going to invest more time into my family. Time cannot be created. There's only 24 hours a day. We can't put a 25th one there. Time can be destroyed in the fact that we could not use it for any particular purpose. But I think I want to invest my time into my family. I want to invest my time into my faith. I want to invest more time into my friends. I want to invest time in relationships. Because when that tornado hit my house, I learned something on that day. That people and relationships were the only thing that survived the test of time. Number three, I've learned that value as far as money goes, money is not real. It's just a piece of paper and it only has the value that we perceive it to be. Some people spend their whole life and I was one of these. If I could just make one more dollar, if I could just make one dollar, if I could just pick up five more pennies, if I could just pinch three quarters, if I could make a million. And then one day you, you sit back And as an investor, I started to look at how money and currency is manipulated and moved. And I realized there's actually no such thing as currency having true value. Here's an example if you're not exactly sure what I mean. Today, because of high inflation, when I go to buy a gallon of milk, it will cost me $4. But when supply and demand levels itself out, that same gallon of milk is only going to cost me two of those dollars because the value of the dollar is perceived as higher That value is so much higher, it only takes two of them. My house today cost $350,000. But a day is going to come where the value of my house will only be $150,000. Same house, just the perception is different. And some people work their whole lives thinking if they just make more money that it's going to solve all the problems. Now, don't get me wrong. You do have to have money to take care of your basic needs for life. I know there's some vanity in me making this, but once your basic needs are covered, if there's anything that I've learned, that money is only as valuable as it is to buy you time. You'll hear me talk a lot on the Brodacious Life about investing, and finance is one of our Fs, but the purpose of finance is not to make more money. It's to help you get more freedom for your family and for your faith because time is the only thing that matters because money is not technically real. And number four, I'm learning to be all right with the man in the mirror. A lot of people think that I always have it all together all the time, that everything I touch is gold or that I believe that everything I touch is gold and that I'm fearless. But the truth of the matter is, is all men, any single one of you, every single one of you men listening to me right now have the same set of fears 
the same set of desires, the same set of goals. We all have them. In fact, I would even argue that all of us in life have three basic questions. Number one, who am I? Number two, why am I here? And then I would argue, number three, where do I go when I die? It's the only three questions that every human on the face of the planet will answer. And we may not all come to the same answers, the same conclusions, but we all ask that. And I have to say, who am I? Why am I here? Who am I? That's important. And why am I here? The two questions, the first two, influence each other. And I think lead us into understanding of of number three. But I'm learning to be okay with a man in the mirror that when I learn, when I look in the mirror, that it's time that I see my faults, not as faults, but as just components of who I am. I've learned that at age 40, that the things that I wish I could change are the very things that actually make me unique. They're the very things that make me Dr. J and not Dr. Bob or Dr. Robert or Dr. John. They're the things that make me, me. So I'm okay with my brand. I'm okay with who I am. And I'm learning that I also have to accept other people, even when they're different than me. So just to recap, number four, in the end, the only thing that matters is my family. Number two, our most valuable resource is time. And we said that a part of that is we're going to quit trying to climb the success rat race circle and instead invest more time into family. Number three, value is not real because money is not real. Don't spend your whole life trying to make more money. Instead, trying to spend your whole life investing more time into others. The chef has said it this way, the currency of a great life is relationships. That's the currency of a great life. From a biblical standpoint, go you into all the world and preach the gospel, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I just combined two verses into one. But it's the idea that our great commission is not to go you into all the world and work on ourselves. It's to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to everyone. In other words, to invest in, in everyone. And then number four, I'm learning to be all right with the man in the mirror. I'm learning to be okay with it. So here are the action steps I would challenge you to take as we as we close this up. I would challenge you today. Chef has done a reflection. I've done a reflection because we're ending the year. And you know we're going to talk in January about, you know, if we're designing our best life with faith, family, freedom, finance, fun, we're really going to kick it into gear now come January. But we need to put a pin in this year. We really need to assess and know where we're at. So as you're listening today, I want you to write down what is it that you know today that you didn't know, be they good or bad. Maybe there's some bad things because I was pretty vulnerable in here about some things I didn't do great that I'm going to do better. So let me give you three questions or three things to think about as you reflect on what you know. Number one, if you died tomorrow, what do you want your tombstone to say? If you died tomorrow, what do you want your tombstone to say? And that's an important question because when you write down what your tombstone that you want it to say, you have to think, am I doing the things right now at this stage that is going to help other people put that on my tombstone? Because here's the reality. We don't get to write the words and phrases that go on our tombstones. Someone else will tell our story. And what do we want those other people to say? about our story. Number two, for two days, I want you to log everything that you do per hour. You don't have to do it by per minute, but I want you to write down for two days, every hour, exactly what it is that you did. Because we taught today that time is your most valuable resource. The Bible says where your treasure is, there your heart will be. And time being our greatest treasure. So you're going to write down what you did, did for two days, every hour. And then I want you to go back and look at that log. What are you investing most of your time into? 
And is it what you want your treasure to be? Let that sink in. What is it that you value? Because where you're putting your time is, is where you value. And as we get ready to approach January, let this be the thing that influences you. With this knowledge, after you do that, how do you want 2023 to be different than 2022? And then the final thing is we learned that money is not real because value as it relates to currency is not real. But what are you doing to create time? What are you doing to create value? Are you trying to make more money, but what is the purpose of that? What are you doing for that? How are you making the world a better place? When you log your time in, are you volunteering? Are you doing something that makes a smart, measurable, and achievable difference? So those are the things that I would tell you to think about. Uh, Maybe it's just a rambling from someone that is sitting here, but I will tell you as I spend time with my wife at the hospital and I'm missing my two teenagers because they're off with family and it's uh, that Thanksgiving, actually, as I'm recording this part, we're getting ready to enter in December. I will tell you that what's on my heart at the moment is time. So what will you do with your time? Those are my four things that I've learned at 40. And I wonder what five things I'll write down when I turn 50 that I don't know today. Thank you for listening to today's episode of A Brodacious Life. We hope that you will like and subscribe to this show on whatever platform that you are listening to. Sign up for our newsletter at abrodaciouslife.com and follow us on Instagram. More importantly, we hope that you spend your day with faith, family, freedom, finance, and fun and live brodaciously.